When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. I am so excited to partner with them once again in 2022 because they've got a lot of great stuff going on, including an entirely redesigned and renovated driving range and practice area. It's got Top Tracer. It's got, what, like 42 heated bays, individually heated, by the way. And it's even got a food truck and much, much more, such as two bars. Yeah, that's right. Go out to CogHillGolf.com today to learn a little bit more. And, of course, you already know about all their great golf courses, CogHillGolf.com. We're also pleased to continue to work with our friends at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You've heard me talk about them many times before. They've got everything you need for golf. They've got apparel, accessories, training aids, all the new equipment. They've got deals like every single day. And going out to WorldwideGolfShops.com might just help you improve your game this golf season. WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, folks. A lot of you do. Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. I hope all of you enjoyed last week's episode with Shane Ryan. He is the author of a new book about the 2021 Ryder Cup. It's called The Cup They Couldn't Lose, America, the Ryder Cup, and the Long Road to Whistling Straits. I've enjoyed getting to know Shane a little bit better. Uh, We should speak more often uh, because that guy, he's just got a wealth of knowledge regarding golf, and he just does such a great job researching all of his topics. He's written two books now, of course, the first being Slaying the Tiger, which many of you who listen to this show probably know about. And his most recent work was and is just as good, if not better, uh, than his previous work. So be sure to go and check that out. This week, it's just you and me again, folks. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that have been going on in my golf life, uh, as well as some things that are going on in professional golf. And we all, of course, know, at least at the time of this recording, it is Sunday morning, the week of the PGA Championship. No idea how the tournament's going to end up, but the one biggest story, at least so far, is that Tiger Woods was able to not only make the cut once again in a major championship, but pain in his right leg, as well as other parts, I believe, uh, forced him to unfortunately withdraw from the final round. And there's no surprise there, quite, quite frankly. We'll touch on that here in a little bit. First, I want to talk a little bit about a golf trip that... I recently went on, you probably, if you follow me on social media, especially Twitter, you saw some photos and videos that I posted from what I can only describe as the most unique golf experience I've ever had, and that was at Kenyatta or Kenyatta Golf Club down in Marshall, Illinois. Now, if you've never heard of this place, you're not the only one, and I think that's by design. This is a, exclusive isn't even the word. And I want to kind of talk a little bit because I've gotten some questions about how the heck did you even get on this course? Um, I want to answer a few questions regarding that as much as I can. But um, the long and short of it is Kenyatta is 
this huge stretch of property down in Marshall, Illinois, which is, you know, I want to say it's a little south of even Springfield. I don't have a map in front of me right now. And uh, its owner is uh, quite wealthy. And from my understanding, and you can go out to the website or their website and, and read the story. My understanding is that he purchased this land, created one or two golf holes to start just because he wanted his own place for his friends and family. And then that golf course continued to grow over time. They added more golf holes until eventually it became what it is today. Now, it's not a place that you can just drive up to and go into the pro shop and say, hey, I want to play today. It it doesn't work that way. In fact, when you drive along the road, this this highway, you'll see the entrance to Kenyatta. It's a big gate and there's, it's literally locked unless they are expecting you that day. In fact, if you go to the website, you have to reserve almost kind of like a banquet hall. You have to reserve the course. For example, when we went, it was eight of us total. Uh, we had gone for uh, me and a bunch of friends this year turned 40. Woohoo! Um, and the first of our friends recently turned 40 in May. And so we went out there. And we had the entire golf property to ourselves. There was nobody else out there. The clubhouse uh, and all the buildings on the property, which I believe includes a uh, a second home or a third home or whatever, probably more than that, uh, of the owner. Um, it's all cabins, so like log cabin. So picture that. It's in the wilderness. And um, the golf course itself does not feel like it's in central Illinois at all. In fact, I I wouldn't even know what to describe or where you might be. Um, I would imagine, I've not played much golf up in northern Michigan, but I would imagine the the hills and the the treetops and all that, the canyons, the ravines, I would imagine it's very similar to that. But Kenyatta only has like three or four employees. And so... You know, I promised I wouldn't go into too much detail of, of um, how we got onto the golf course. And quite frankly, I'm still not even sure how this whole thing played out. But we walk in. Everything is at our own disposal. You know, there's this wet bar that, you know, it's fully stocked. It's kind of BYOB. You bring your own stuff. It was already waiting for us. They have a pro shop, of course. And then we, you know, you go and you you purchase some uh, shirts, hats, towel, whatever you want, you know, and, and just to kind of say as a thank you. And there's 18 holes of the most unique golf holes that I've ever experienced in one collective package. I believe uh, Golf Digest a few years ago ran the uh, ran a piece on the 18 best holes in golf in North America. And Kenyatta's number four was number four on that list. It's this par four, I want to say it's about, just about 400 yards. The approach shot goes uphill, and the landing area off the tee, which your tee shot has to carry a lake, is just littered with bunkers. It's probably one of the more difficult tee shots that you'll ever hit. And it's a, it's just a gorgeous golf hole. Now, we played 27 holes that day. We actually played 18. We had two foursomes. We played 18 where we just, you know, obviously went and just played around a golf, each of us. And then we had a nine-hole, eight-person scramble, which was incredible. Um, 
the packages that they offer on the website, which is Kenyatta.com, I should give you the address. Uh, they offer some packages. They they welcome the public. It is not cheap. I'm just going to tell you. You can go out to the website and, and figure that out for yourself. But um, if you want to go to a hidden gem, and if you're listening to this and you said, I've never even heard of that place before, check it out. If you're in the area at all, or if you want to make a day trip, if you're in a neighboring state, for example, they take reservations. And I believe the package that they offer... Um, for a price that is definitely a little eye-opening. You get 36 holes of golf, and then you get lunch catered in. They don't have a grill on site. They actually have to deliver lunch to you. It's it's incredible. Just it's uh, some of the best golf you'll ever play. We had wonderful weather, and um, I can't say enough good things about it. And what I really enjoyed the most, kind of post-round, and now it's a few weeks removed, uh, we, as I mentioned, we all purchased some things from the pro shop. I got a couple hats. I got a, a polo and a, a couple other things. They send you an invoice later on, um, your receipt, essentially. And it's on really nice letterhead. And, and it's just little little things like that that I'm sure other exclusive courses do. But it just adds to the entire experience. It's a nice post-round, post-trip reminder of, hey, we did that. So uh, really enjoyed it. Again, Kenyatta.com. Go out and check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. And um, I'm happy to answer any questions that someone might have um, regarding the experience. Hit me up, Adam at GolfAndFilter.com. Okay, changing topics. Back to Tiger Woods. PGA Championship is concluding today. I'd imagine that you'll see many things written about it, of course. But uh, the biggest story, as I said earlier, is probably Tiger's withdrawal. And uh, he made the cut again, which is something that, you know, we all know he believes he can win any tournament or he says that he believes that he can win any tournament he enters. I think right now this is all just icing on the cake for golf fans like you and me who want to see arguably the best person to have ever done it continue to play despite all the issues and drama and tragedy that he's gone through. But this feels a little bit different to me. And last night, just kind of laying on the couch, I was thinking a little bit about what it is that we're actually seeing from Tiger right now. And of course, he's, you know, about a year and a half, I want to guess. I don't remember the exact dates uh, after his uh, horrible car accident. The man almost lost his legs. Uh, He continues to suffer greatly uh, from his right leg. And we all saw it. Watching him play, if you watched any of his rounds this week, he this man is in pain. And yeah, there's that whole element of we knew Tiger was going to tough it out and he was going to go out there and try to prove something. And I don't know what he needs to prove anymore to anybody. I believe nothing. But that's the man that we've all gotten to know. But then it even became too much for him. And he had nothing else to prove this week. He comes off shooting his worst round at the PGA Championship in his career, you know, whatever, big deal. And so he said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm sore. There's no reason for me to go out there and risk further injury, which makes me believe that, yeah, he's probably got, you know, something else going on right now with that leg, and he needs to sit down. He just needs to, to chill out, give himself some time. So I'm thinking about all of this last night. And then, I don't know if it was... I saw something on Twitter or or whatever, but 
I'm thinking, you know, we'll probably see him at the Open Championship or the British Open. He has said that St. Andrews, the location of this year's tournament, is his favorite place on the planet. Could it be possible that that's the last time we see him play a major? Now, I, even me saying that, it almost feels like, of course not. I mean, he, this is Tiger Woods. He's 46 years old. He's got plenty of golf ahead of him. But, you know, when you're sitting there and you're just kind of thinking to yourself, you allow yourself to maybe think in hypotheticals here. What if this was the final time that we saw Tiger play in a major? And then you start thinking, okay, well, what would that even look like? And I remember all of the past champions that have said goodbye at St. Andrews. And you've all seen it. The pose, the waving to the crowd on the Swilkin Bridge on 18. Is, are we going to see that at this year's British Open? Is it really that outlandish to think that Tiger is going on his goodbye tour right now? I know, I know, some of you are probably rolling your, your eyes, shaking your heads. But just kind of tiptoe into that, that pool of hypothetical. Wouldn't it make sense? Now, a friend of mine said, well, I, I would have thought maybe he'd say goodbye at, at the Masters. Like, that would be his final tournament or his final major that he played. And that makes sense, too. But if he's playing and he's pushing himself and he wants to get to what he believes or what he says is his favorite place on the planet, I don't know. I've got this feeling that he's setting us up for uh, for a goodbye and we just don't even realize it. And look, I maybe I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. I want to see more of Tiger. I would love to see him at 50 years old go and just tear up the, the Champions Tour. I think that would be fun. But then I look at the, the greater landscape of not only professional golf right now, but just sports in general at the professional level. And there's just, there's a lot going on, man. There's a whole bunch going on. Especially in professional golf, as we talk about the competing tours that are popping up. We've got all this talk about Saudi Arabia and, and live golf. And then there's even this, the PGL is just kind of lingering in the wings, waiting to, what I believe, uh, partner. And they've, they've come out and said this, so I'm not going out on too much of a limb partner with the PGA Tour. I mean, if you're Tiger Woods, you've already done everything that you have done. Don't have to prove anything else to anybody else. I mean, do you just kind of take a step back and let all this mess kind of just figure itself out? I mean, why, why not? Maybe you go and you just focus more on your foundation uh, you focus on your, your golf course architecture, business, uh, whatever other ventures that you have going on right now, and just let the kids figure this stuff out. Don't get wrapped up in all the drama around Phil Mickelson and, and who's going to what to or anything like that. Don't, don't even worry about it. You've already said the things that you want to say. You've already expressed your, your loyalty to the PGA Tour. Nobody's expecting anything from you anymore. Just take a couple years off. I I don't see the downside in that if you're Tiger Woods. Personally, I think it would be a great idea for him to just 
sit back, observe what's happening. Don't get too involved in any of this drama that's happening. Because think of the stories that are popping up now. All the dirty laundry's coming out. And it's not cancel culture. Don't, don't even think that for a second. Jack Nicholas, he was going to take the money. He was going to take the Saudi Arabia money. And now he's getting sued from his own Nicholas companies. And of course him and, and the, uh, the president or whatever of the Nicholas companies, they've never gotten along. But there's that drama going on. Obviously everything with Phil Mickelson. We may never see Phil Mickelson play golf again. I don't know if any of you saw the excerpt from the, uh, there was this phone interview with Phil's mother. I mean, just dirty journalists going and tracking down people's moms now. Um, I would do it. Um, and she's like, yeah, I just want him to be happy. He seems really good. He's laughing a lot. And, you know, he's got a little bit of a beard now. And, you know, he's he's just playing golf every so often. So there's that all going on. And then we, we're going to have whatever happens with the uh, Live Golf Tour, whatever, uh, soon. Tournaments start in June. But who's going to be their CEO? Because there's all their chatter about Greg Norman probably being fired for the lack of a better word, uh, as CEO of Live Golf. So why, if you're Tiger Woods, why even like deal with any of this right now? You're not feeling great. Let people figure it out. Let the dust settle even further. Is it a year or two years from now? Who knows? I believe that the PGA Tour, for all its faults, and there are many, I'm not here defending the tour in any way. I believe it's going to be perfectly fine. Maybe they do team up with PGL, and they come up with some great model where everyone's going to benefit. You don't have to get in on the ground floor right there. I mean, Tiger Woods is in no matter what, you'd have to imagine. But it just, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm a, uh, If I'm an up-and-coming you know, college golf superstar... And I'm seeing all this stuff happen. I mean, I don't know. I, does this? Does any of this sound attractive to you, you know, listeners? If you were in the spot of a top collegiate golfer and you're about to make your jump to the tour and you're good enough to do that. I mean, yeah, there's the dream of getting to the show, but my gosh. None of this seems fun right now. None of it seems fun. And you know... I think I was listening to the Shotgun Start uh, uh, maybe a week or so ago, and they were talking about the same thing, where Saudi Arabia, they're going to go after NIL deals with collegiate golfers. They're going to do that. Which collegiate golfer is going to turn down $2 million, hypothetically? The answer is zero. I don't know. I don't know. Professional golf is in a weird spot right now. The PGA Tour, I think, is going to be fine. They need to make changes. I hope that all of this was enough to shake some stuff up. But the other side of it, too, as with any organization, when they decide to make big changes or they they refuse to make big changes, whatever, it's usually the people that participate or employees or, in the PGA Tours case, independent contractors. They're the ones that start complaining the most. And we're already seeing that. So, to come full circle back to Tiger, doesn't make a lot of sense for him to kind of get wrapped up in all of that. I'm sure he's having multiple conversations behind the scenes. 
helping out, providing advice, going on his own little PR tour. Maybe that's what he does for the next year and a half. Just He's the, the spokesperson for the PGA Tour. I don't know. Seems like a better idea right now. You know, and speaking of Jack Nicklaus, which you can't talk about Tiger Woods without talking about Jack Nicklaus, apparently, and I do the same thing. You know, looking at what's happening with everything around him, regardless of where you fall on any spectrum of, you know, whether it be politics or or just public opinion about this whole situation, I mean, there is more coming out about his business dealings. Jack, now at 82 years old, is not hiding behind anything. He's just letting his opinion fly about everything. And we're learning more about this guy. I mean, taking nothing away from the legend of Jack Nicholas, the golfer. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned here, if you're Tiger Woods, about, hey, it doesn't end. Public opinion of you does not end after your career ends. And Tiger's doing many of the things that Jack did in terms of post-career interests, course design, what have you. I just think that this is a time when Tiger needs to learn as much as he can about life after golf and focus less on trying to hold on to whatever he's trying to hold on to, the competitive spirit. And let me be clear. I'm not saying Tiger can never compete again, and I'm not turning a blind eye to understanding you're talking about Tiger Woods, man. I mean, this guy's the most competitive guy in golf that you've ever seen. He's got that whatever Michael Jordan had. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's. this is a time for him to really sit back and listen and observe and see what's happening. Because this is a very interesting time, not only in golf, but in the world. I think that would serve him better than limping around a major venue, the hardest golf tournaments four times a year against the hardest fields in golf. Nobody needs you to prove anything to them, Tiger. Okay, wrapping things up this week, um, just as another quick shameless plug, if you haven't had the chance already, you probably have heard that we, uh, meaning me and my buddy Chris McEwen, co-wrote, co-produced a uh, another podcast series called Golf Stories, Volume 1, and the subject of the first series was The Secret Tour Pro. It's this anonymous Twitter account some of you may be aware of. And there's five episodes total. All of them are available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can go out to golfunfiltered.com, and in the upper right corner, there is a podcasts link in the top right. Click on that, and you'll be taken to a page where you can listen to all five episodes right now. Highly encourage you to do so. Send me your feedback. We got a lot of great feedback when that thing dropped, oh, probably a couple months ago by now. It was a nice winter project that we worked on. And uh, I really appreciate any thoughts or, or um, opportunities that we can improve the things that we do because Chris and I definitely want to do a second volume. Uh, we've got a couple names on a list that uh, we're thinking about in terms of subjects for a second volume. 
And uh, once again, we just we welcome any feedback that you might have. And I think you'll really enjoy if you're a fan of the documentary style true crime feel. I think you'll enjoy this story. All right, folks, just a uh, quick touch base this week. Thanks so much, as always, for listening. If you have any questions or if you uh, have any ideas or if you'd like to come on the show, if you're a brand, if you're, um, you know, a golfer who wants to tell their story, you've if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know we like all sorts of different guests on this show. And we do have a few more lined up um, in the next coming weeks about new products. It's a hot time of the season, of course. Everyone's playing golf across the country. And, um, man, I'm real quick, to my fans in Colorado, <laughs> just I don't know what's happening out there. I mean, we have a buddy that lives out there, and I think they got just an obscene amount of snow in its um, May. I just, crazy crazy weather out there anyway but uh, if you want to come on the show just send me an email adam at golfunfiltered.com you can find me all over social media at golfunfiltered until next time folks take care of one another stay healthy out there we'll talk soon <laughs>